Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining me on this Monday, December 14th. It is a step further into Hanukkah, or a step further into uh, the Christmas season, or just a step closer to the end of 2020 if you don't celebrate those holidays. Maybe you celebrate Kwanzaa, we're almost there. But you don't have to celebrate those holidays to still have a good week or a good month or a uh, positive outlook on the rest of how this month may play out as we move forward because there is some good news today and some, uh, you know, not as good news that, of course, I'll talk about. But we'll get there. We will get there. Don't you worry. It is a new week. A new way to start your week out uh, with a positive outlook, a new way to start it out with some optimism, and hopefully it uh, helps you get through whatever uh, issues you're having in your day. Hopefully you find some positivity and a way to focus on something good that could have happened to you, whether it was over the weekend, whether it was today, or whether it's going to happen soon. All right, so... Find those moments to enjoy and hold on to them. Let them carry you to the next moment to enjoy. And don't hang out in the uh, times where things are troublesome. Over the weekend myself while at work, I was berated by somebody and, you know, I uh, didn't allow it to help infest my mind and my my thoughts and my day. I um, realized that I'm not going to let them take my my happiness and who I am away from me. This is a them issue. They're not going to treat me like that. So I walked away from the situation and they're the ones who ended up having a worse day. I'm not going to let somebody uh, snatch my my joy. They don't control me. They control themselves. They want to act like that. Then that's their issue, not mine. So I know it's easier said than done, but we can get there. It just takes some work. All right, with that story out of the way, I'd like to uh, say thank you, of course, for listening. We're going to get into it. My name is Elijah Manning, and you are listening to The Daily Optimist. The first story I'd like to talk about has to do with COVID. Well, here in the U.S., vaccines have started arriving um, in cities across the U.S. And, you know, this is a hot topic and it is a fascinatingly interesting one for many sides. Um, you know, there are people who are are uh, worried about the vaccine and, um, you know, the speed in which it came out. There are some who are just anti-vax and are saying they won't take it and that's that and then there are some who are lining up already to be like i'm in and you know you have so basically the whole the whole thing is you have the gamut in between so in the trials it's proven 95 percent effective for adults they're still working on you know for children they're they're still working on for pregnant women and there's still a bunch of factors but that doesn't mean it doesn't have a success rate and it won't be necessary or it won't work we um from what the tests have shown is that it will be effective okay 95 percent effective as a matter of fact 
So as it is starting to arrive, healthcare workers are starting to receive their um, their first injections. I believe it's a two-part injection um, of the vaccine. So they're starting to receive their first one. And, you know, there are so many people who are afraid of it. So I don't know if many of you know the history of minority communities. So in some minority communities, I understand the the concern. Uh, COVID has hit them hard. It has been uh, strenuous for, you know, black-owned businesses or minority-owned businesses in general. And it's also been very bad in um, or killing minorities at a higher rate than any others. So I understand, you know, there is some fear that now comes from a vaccine, and that is due to the terrible history of experimentation on black and brown bodies, minority bodies in general. Um, They haven't been treated the greatest when it comes to uh, giving medicine or uh, tests by doctors. So I don't know if people are familiar with the Tuskegee experiment or, you know, the history on, um, gynecological exams and things of that nature. But, uh, there is a very disturbing history around some of these things. So I understand how some of that concern can still live in minorities. Uh, the anti-vax community is a different one. And, A lot of their information, or I should say their misinformation, comes from the same source uh, or the same couple of sources. And oftentimes, there's been some study recently about this, it comes from mostly places that they've read it online or um, that someone they know has read it from an online source. But most of it doesn't come from actual healthcare professionals. So they get most of their information not from their primary care physician, their PCP, or not from, you know, just um, science or medical journals, but rather from online anti-science and medical journals that is then regurgitated by a friend or a co-worker or a a loved one, family member. Um, So then it, it creates more misinformation and disinformation and it continues down into a rabbit hole so uh be aware of where you're getting your your information i've talked about this before just i want people to be aware of it um not all information is 100 percent correct the truth always lies somewhere more towards the middle but if more respected journalists or um are, well journalists are reporting from doctors, from scientists, and you you can find um, more credentials there. You know, maybe maybe listening to that might be a little bit better than just listening to one article or one YouTube video that you saw. All right, I don't want to get too deep into the minutia here, but the vaccine has arrived, and that could bring some positive news uh, on our horizon and. It's not going to be everything change in a day. This is has to be rolled out slowly because only so many were bought. Um, so we're looking at for the next six months of still slowly getting this um, this uh, vaccine out to public, and um, you know it could be within the next year that 
everybody finally gets it. So it's not, well, maybe not everybody, but, um, you know, the, the people who are and will. So we're not out of the woods yet, but there is some hope on the horizon. And, you know, let us continue in that way of being able to uh, get ourselves back to or a new version of what we were before because we have to do better in so many aspects. And that uh, is going to lead me into my next piece. And it's about over the weekend, um, President Trump, uh, there was the mm, you know, Supreme Court said no to the Texas uh, lawsuit that was coming to try to overturn the election. They said no to that one. And in D.C., the Proud Boys and some other various um, white supremacy type organizations, Trumpian organizations, if you will, I'm going to put them together because Trump never denounced white supremacy. So they were put together. And um, in Washington, D.C., they protested, they rioted, they assaulted people. You can see video of them beating a couple in the street and yelling at them. Uh, there's also the fact that they went to the church in D.C. and, you know, one of the historically black churches that had a Black Lives Matter banner up and they took that into the street and burned it, um, chanting. They even uh, assaulted cops. There were some people who got stabbed. You know, places got burned. But the news didn't report it in the same way they reported the Black Lives Matter protests even when they dissolved into, you know, some anarchy, if you will, there were, you know, because there's always some some people who like to have things go awry. And, you know, more of those protests stayed peaceful than didn't. But there was no National Guard here for these protesters uh, for Trump over the weekend. The, the same people who often were the ones yelling Blue Lives Matter at the Black Lives Matter people assaulted police officers. They were arrested by police officers, but they assaulted police officers. I didn't hear stories or read stories about having tear gas shot at them. I didn't hear about police using their vehicles as battering rams into these people. I didn't hear any of those types of stories, but I did hear that they were assaulting people and they were burning things in effigy and making mockery chants of Black Lives Matter movement. So, the privilege, the privilege that lives in this is, speaks volumes, doesn't it? Because had this been a Black Lives Matter protest, it would have been all over the major news as, can you believe these thugs, these criminals, this is what happens, it devolves into chaos. But instead, it's not on that mainstream news for the whole weekend. It's not spotlighted the whole entire weekend as these people are dangerous and vile thugs and criminals who just burn cities and riot no, instead, Black Lives Matter protesters are told they have to find a better way. They can't peacefully march through cities, even when it was peacefully marched. You can't kneel during the uh, national anthem. There's always so many ways that you try to denounce a protest, and yet, where was all that denouncing now? Where were all these people saying that they're going to run them over in the streets? 
because they're in the middle of the street protesting. The hypocrisy speaks volumes. And if you think for one moment people are not starting to really see this hypocrisy more and more and really starting to call it out, maybe maybe you should take a look at why you don't think it's hypocritical. I'm not saying you do. I'm not saying you don't. But if you don't see it, ask yourself why you don't. Think about what the difference is. I don't know. It's pretty clear to me. But I'll leave that to you. Alright, that's all I'm going to talk about for that. But I'm going to come back in just a moment. And I'm going to switch things up and talk all sorts of positive. Alright, don't go anywhere. Back in a moment. My first positive story comes about malaria. So if you don't know malaria, it has been running rampant through Africa for generations. And now over the past 20, 20 years, thanks to uh, the donations of many different uh, countries and nations, if you will, they are getting closer to being able to uh, eradicate malaria. All right. So deaths last year fell to record lows, okay? The mortality rate has dropped by dropped by almost 60% in the last two decades. And 1.5 billion malaria cases have been averted globally in the period between 2000 and 2019. There have been uh, 7.6 million fewer deaths from the mosquito-borne disease. So that's big. That is big, all right? Um... It also, the report also has, this is a UN report, uh, uh, I'm sorry, a WHO report, a World Health Organization report, um, and it's, you know, talks about strategies for um, how to, you know, keep COVID and, um, and you know, the, the pro uh, progress on the malaria. Um, it also keeps in track the, keeps track of the monetary investments by 91 nations. An estimated $3 billion was spent last year on malaria control and elimination. Um, it was $2.7 billion in 2018 and $3.2 billion in 2017. So um, that's big. U.S. has provided $1.1 billion in 2019. So that's great news. U.K. donated $0.2 billion. That's great as well. Um... I don't know if you're familiar, but an estimated two-thirds of the deaths from malaria are for, on children under the age of five. And this is, you know, this uh, is predominantly in uh, Africa. And um, it's preventable and treatable now with uh, the support of these nations and nonprofits. The mortality rate has dropped from 24.7 per 100,000 people back in 2000 to just over 10 deaths per 100,000 in 2019. So that is huge for malaria. So thankfully for that. My second story comes as we're in a time of buying for others. Um, about a year ago, I think it was just a little over a year ago, some in 2019, somewhere I forget exact, 
But uh, a man moved from Montreal to Seattle, loved Seattle. His name is Jonathan Sandals. And he wanted to help small businesses. So he ended up creating um, a, a souk. That's where you can um, use it to add it to Google, a uh, Google Chrome extension. And it helps you find things that you would be looking to buy on from giant realtor, realty stores, realtors, if you will. Retail. That's it. That's the word I'm looking for. Not real. Realty. It's not, uh, it's not houses. It's clothing. Uh, sorry about that. And clothing and other things. So um, my words got all sorts of mixed up right there. But I figured it out. We're back on track. Some, uh, so he basically found a way to shop locally while looking even on these big uh, stores. So using this little extension, it uh, will give you a little pop-up saying, hey, you can find it here if you, you know, look locally. It's all about, it's about a, a mile from where you are currently. So you don't have to get it just from Amazon or Walmart.com or whatever. It also sold at this store. And look, there's some other things from this store. So the whole idea is a lot of small businesses get lost in the, in the fray or there's so many little ones that you have to, to look through. So you just go ahead and find the big chain stores because it's just easier to navigate. Um, but this is the, this program is designed to help that navigation not be as difficult so that you can actually find local places where you can shop and buy the same kinds of things and um, right in your own city so you don't have to worry about only getting it from Amazon or things like that. All right. So uh, what I'm going to do is on my Twitter and my uh, Facebook page, I'm going to put the link up for the the story and then you know you can go on there and look into uh if it's in your city it's uh still small but it's growing it's in 20 different major cities now it's uh, obviously in seattle because that's the launch city but it's in portland new york chicago miami los angeles and more those are just some uh, of the major cities it's in so i don't know if it's where you are but you can certainly uh, investigate and I would I would recommend and look I don't get paid by them to, to say all this I just found this and I know right now small businesses need help so finding this was um, a big find and I, I wish I had found this earlier so that I could have told more people about it but nonetheless I found it now so please uh, I'm gonna post the, the article like I said on my Twitter page and um, I'm even going to you know, put a shout out to the creator of it, uh, Jonathan Sandals, on my Twitter page, which is the Daily Opt Pod, the Daily Opt Pod on Twitter, and on my Facebook, which is at the Daily Optimist Podcast. That's on my Facebook, at the Daily Optimist Podcast, my Twitter, at the Daily Opt Pod. All right, I'm going to put those there so that you guys can uh, click those and take a look, because I would really recommend it, especially if you are... Uh, really interested in trying to help local places survive all right all right so please check those out now it's time for me to move into my step of the day so the step of the day is going to so i think i i've decided i'm going to take the rest of uh, after this week i'm going to just 
um, possibly do something next week. I haven't quite decided, but next week is Christmas week, so I might do maybe just Monday and Tuesday next week, and um, and then have the rest off. But from here on out, it's going to be all things about you know the holiday season and how you um, can kind of get through it because there's so much so much going on, um, you know, with people not being able to to travel to celebrate because COVID is going up. Uh, The numbers are crazy still. You know, places are are having a hard time. Businesses, you know, major cities, no more indoor dining is allowed. Um, So it's troublesome out there. And, you know, we want to be able to help each other, support each other, and to have good things for one another. At least I hope that's what we want. So as that's what we want for each other, I'm going to, you know, do my best uh, in helping out that cause as I try to do every day with um, with my steps of the day, my, my quotes of the day as well. So my step is going to be about how there's enough trouble that happens, um, there's enough things that g- can go wrong don't look for those okay don't see try to do the opposite try to find ways that you can make things go right all right it's 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 so easy to to think of the negative where something may go wrong with you know your celebration a a, a party in the past or you know, a Zoom call this time, travel, whatever the case may be. It's so easy to think of all the things that can go wrong, but it's a lot harder to think of think of it in terms of, you know what, how are we going to do this right? How is this going to happen positively? So that's what I want you to focus on. Think of things, like write them down if you have to. Write down positive anticipation moments, things that you're looking forward to in a positive way and things that you think will have a positive outcome or at least a an idea of what a positive outcome could be. All right. So flip that script on yourself, write it down for yourself, help you help you get there in that way, because oftentimes, like I said, our minds get clogged with the negative. So open it up with positive. And that brings me to my quote for the day. And it is from Benjamin Franklin. If we don't know, Benjamin Franklin is one of the founding fathers of the U.S. He was a writer, printer, philosopher, politician, uh, scientist, inventor, activist. State. He had a lot of different titles and jobs. So his quote goes like this. Do not anticipate trouble or worry about what may never happen. Keep in the sunlight. Once again, Do not anticipate trouble or worry about what may never happen. Keep in the sunlight. Okay? So that's just what I've been saying to you. Stop worrying about what may go wrong or what you may miss out on, as as, uh, Benjamin Franklin put it, or what you may miss out on. Don't worry about those things. All right? Stay in that positive. Stay in that moment of how you can accomplish something and how you can make it a positive outcome. It's not easy. But write it down, keep a, keep tabs on it, and work your way there. Thank you very much for making it through this episode of The Daily Optimist. I appreciate each and every one of you. I hope that I've helped some way. We're going to look to continue that this week, just uh, about you know holiday stresses and things of that nature. 
So, we have positive movements to make. We can get there. We're one day at a time. Of course, don't forget that I'm going to be putting on my social media the things about uh, Souk. I think that's how you pronounce it. It's S-O-O-K. Souk. Souk. That's a... We'll see. But that's what I'm calling it for now. So I hope I'm going to put that out on my uh, Facebook page uh, at the Daily Optimist Podcast, on my Instagram and Twitter at the Daily OPTPOD. And of course, if you want to email me about it, you can email the Daily Optimist at yahoo.com, the Daily Optimist at yahoo.com. Thank you very much, everybody. Until next time, please be well.